listening to Man Behind the Machine. America's best-selling brand with a sedan that inspires confidence. A fusion that gives you a modern look and an exhilarating feel. Fun driving from America's best-selling brand. We're speaking at kind of an unusual time where the tensions between the U.S. and China are rising. How is this affecting the Microsoft business? Obviously, I would say tensions on governments uh, are never helpful for economic growth in any sense and context. And so we have been in Asia for decades of time. Uh, our differentiation is actually that we really operate in countries. And so we always focused on engaging with local governments to bring solution innovation to these governments. And that's what we keep on going. What are your hopes for how the trade tensions will be resolved over the months or possibly years ahead? I don't know. Uh, I have the best hope on outcome that we come to solutions because it's important to have clarity on how to operate for economic companies. Three new Nissans. Two powerful Titans. One award-winning lineup. This is Nissan Now. Experience our full lineup today. Shop ChooseNissan.com. Hurry in and experience why more people are loving Nissan now. Hi, and welcome to the week in tech. This week, Transport Group Stagecoach tested out a full-size driverless bus for the first time in the UK. Google unveiled their new gaming platform, Stadia. More on that soon. And on the flip side, the company is also being fined £1.28 billion from the EU for blocking rival online search advertisers. It was also the week that MIT C-Cell unveiled a robot that it's been kind of keeping in the dark. Named KPAM, the system allows the robotic arm to precisely pick up and place objects it's never seen before by mapping out key points on it so the bot's algorithms can work out how best to handle it. Social networking site MySpace, remember them, announced they lost 12 years worth of music uploads. A message on its website says that any photos, videos and audio files uploaded more than three years ago may no longer be available. The company says the mistake is due to a server migration project. And finally, are you good at art? Yeah? Well, I'm not. But NVIDIA has developed an AI to make you into a master artiste. It's called Gogan, a neural network which is trained on over 1 million images. And what it does is it takes your pencil strokes and color fills and transforms them into bits of nature almost instantly. Now that's a work of art.
Hello and welcome to The Week in Tech. It was the week we celebrated 30 years of the World Wide Web, while social interactions took a hit as Facebook, Instagram and WhatsApp faced outages across the world. And the National Crime Agency revealed a new cartoon targeted at four to seven-year-olds to teach them about staying safe online. It was also the week we got a genderless voice assistant. A team of linguists, technologists and sound designers created Q. It's aimed to help fight gender bias in smart assistants. Hi, I'm Q, the world's first genderless voice assistant. More details were revealed about Harry Potter Wizards Unite. The augmented reality game was created by Pokemon Go creator Niantic. Players will be tracing spells, searching for items known as foundables, and battling dementors and death eaters. The Japanese space agency JAXA has announced plans to work with Toyota to develop a human-operated space rover to be launched in 2029. And finally, meet Metafly. It's an insect-inspired winged drone that's created quite a buzz. It can reach speeds of up to 11 miles per hour and fly for up to 8 minutes on a 12-minute charge. Lightweight and highly manoeuvrable, it can even be flown indoors. Oh, shoe fly, I'm busy doing the news. Guess I get to see it with my own eyes. Demon Hunter Dante is back. And this time, Dante. he's got company. Firstly, go from his nephew, Nero. Looks like this won't be a total waste of time after all. And then we have so... McDonald's has recently made one of its biggest acquisitions in decades. The Golden Arches are investing more than $300 million in an artificial intelligence company. The platform, known as Dynamic Yield, and the fast food chain hopes to integrate its technology into all 14,000 U.S. stores and even international restaurants over time. The tech behind the platform will give McDonald's the ability to adapt and better personalize the customer experience. For example, when it's a warm summer's day, the menu you could suggest cooling down with a nice icy McFlurry. Well, I think the biggest difference is that if you look at China compared to the U.S., I think uh, a much bigger number of Chinese unicorns are basically, I would say, consumer companies using new technology to tap the fast-growing but inefficient consumer market in China. Uh, almost half of Chinese unicorns are basically, you could say, Internet, games, O2O, which is, you could basically call them consumer goods companies. Uh, ten years ago, they probably are just consumer goods companies, but today they basically are using a new form to provide the services of, of goods. Uh, this is quite distinguished from the U.S. In a way, if you look at the U.S. unicorn, uh, this type of companies are smaller, the share is smaller. Uh, in contrast, they are more like uh, 
uh, big data, AI, robotics, hardware type of companies in the U.S., which basically I think it reflects the, the situation that despite China has catch up a lot in terms of research and now in disbanding, uh, if you compare that to the U.S., you well, their accumulated R&D spending in the last couple of decades are still much bigger than that of China to start with. And also, Chinese investment now at this stage are more um, uh, applied development downstream type of research spending. But upstream basic uh, theory type of breakthrough, to a large extent, that most of them are still in the U.S. So that's why uh, you could say the Chinese unicorns are more user of technology at this stage at least, rather than um, innovator of technology themselves. But this trend is changing in the sense is that we start to see more and more Chinese new companies are actually themselves also in the field of like AI and robotics. But, but they're lagging behind. I think there's no dispute. Are there any in particular that you are looking out for given that we are seeing a rise of the unicorns in the Chinese market? As I said, at this stage, you will expect most of the Chinese unicorns are internet consumer goods companies. Okay, this is one batch. In the other space, like uh, AI and robotics, uh, you could say that in the last few years, uh, there is a batch of companies rising. Um, I think China has one pretty big advantage, that they have a lot of data. Partly because the government collects a lot of data. So, um, for example, um, quite a lot of AI companies in China, uh, their biggest business is public security, public surveillance type. Uh, so this could be another area which you could see rising. Uh, but I think at this stage, consumer market, the, the, the consumer market are still the, the biggest source of Email address. Oigle is aiming to prevent societal disasters caused by its AI technology with the creation of a dedicated ethics panel. The panel is called the Advanced Technology External Advisory Council, ADIC, and features a range of academics and experts from around the world. Eight people are currently on the panel with some from as far as Hong Kong and South Africa. Among the roster is former U.S. Deputy Secretary of State William Joseph Burns and University of Bath Associate Professor Joanna Bryson. Bryson published a high-profile thesis called Robots Should Be Slaves in which she argued against treating robots like people. In humanizing them, she wrote, We not only further dehumanize real people, but also encourage poor human decision-making in the allocation of resources and responsibility.
ADEX diversity is a strong point to ensure various backgrounds are fairly represented. It will focus on areas where AI could have a disastrous societal impact such as facial recognition. Just yesterday, AI News covered a report which found 94% of IT leaders want a greater industry focus on the ethical development of artificial intelligence. Google has struggled to convince people its AI developments will not be harmful. Even some of its own employees resigned over the infamous Project Maven contract with the Pentagon to supply AI technology for drones. The announcement from Google suggests the company is attempting to ensure its own AI developments are ethical. That's a welcome step, although it won't convince everyone. ADEC first meeting will be held in April, with plans for three more over the course of 2019. A summary will be published following each with the aim of improving the ethics of the whole AI development industry. Interested in hearing industry leaders discuss subjects like this and their use cases? IBM has caused something of a stir after releasing thousands of photos it obtained from Flickr to train its AI. The computing giant was technically within its rights to obtain and use the photos as they were posted by users under a Creative Commons license allowing free use. Flickr CEO Don McCaskill sent a couple of tweets on Tuesday about IBM's use of the photos. We love and support photographers and their right to choose their own licenses for their work. By default, they reserve all of their rights, and have the option to loosen them if they'd like. People didn't have to opt into the data set because they had all People didn't have to opt into the data set because they had already opted into the Creative Commons license. They took action. This is the way licensing works. It's also the magic that enables artists and scientists all over the world to create and invent using CC licensed work. Of course, those posting the photos, which may contain family and friends, likely never thought they'd be used for training AI. None of the people I photographed had any idea their images were being used in this way. It seems a little sketchy that IBM can use these pictures without saying anything to anybody. Great Paveril Conti, 
an executive PR firm Sharp Orange, told NBC News. IBM's legal team authorized the use of the photos, according to a company representative. The collection has over a million photos, including 700 from Faverel Conti. Some of the photographers claim to have faced difficulties getting IBM to remove their photos. Each of the photos in the Diversity in Faces data set is annotated with things such as the person's gender, age, and geometric measurements. The data set is offered only to academic researchers. Interested in hearing industry leaders discuss subjects like this and their use cases? Attend the co-located AI and Big Data Expo events with upcoming shows in Silicon Valley, London, and Amsterdam to learn more. Co-located with the IoT Tech Expo, Blockchain Expo, and Cybersecurity and Cloud Expo. Related items Artificial Intelligence, Data Set, Diversity in Faces, Featured, Flickr as Microsoft is launching AI courses to help business leaders understand how they can harness the technology and gain a competitive advantage. Last week, AI News reported on a Microsoft study which highlighted that high-growth companies are over twice as likely to be using AI. 41% of high-growth companies are using AI compared to just 19% of low-growth. This divide needs to change or small businesses risk falling even further behind. However, overall, less than 2 in 10 of even high-growth companies are integrating AI which presents a huge opportunity. Microsoft is launching AI Business School which provides lectures, case studies, guides, talks, and resources from industry leaders as well as Microsoft's own executives. The course is designed to be for people with a business background so it's non-technical. There is a gap between what people want to do and the reality of what is going on in their organizations today, and the reality of whether their organization is ready, said Mitra Azizarad, Corporate Vice President for AI Marketing at Microsoft. Developing a strategy for AI extends beyond the business issues, she explained. It goes all the way to the leadership, behaviors, and capabilities required to instill an AI-ready culture in your organization. The new business school is an extension of Microsoft's existing AI school which is a more technical course. You can find out more about the AI business school here. NVIDIA launched an online space called AI Playground on Monday which allows people to mess around with some deep learning experiences. AI Playground is designed to be accessible in order to help anyone get started and learn about the potential of artificial intelligence.
Who knows? It may even inspire some to enter the field and help to address the huge skill shortage. The experience currently features three demos. Imagine in painting. Artistic style transfer. Photorealistic image synthesis. As you probably guessed from their names, all of the current demos are based around imagery. Imagine in painting allows the user to upload their own image and edit it with powerful AI tools. Content is able to be removed and replaced. Artistic style transfer is fairly self-explanatory. The style of an uploaded image can be copied in another. This will help to satisfy the curiosity of anyone who wondered how it would look if Leonardo da Vinci painted them instead of Lisa Gerardini. A convolutional neural network based on 80,000 images of people, scenery, animals, and moving objects had to be trained for this project. Finally, photorealistic image synthesis. This demo entirely fabricates photorealistic images and environments with eerie detail. Brian Cottonzaro, VP of Applied Deep Learning Research at NVIDIA, said in a statement, Research papers have new ideas in them and are really cool, but they're directed at specialized audiences. farmer ranch to know exactly what you need that's why for 80 years we've built relationships first March 1989, Sir computer scientist Tim Berners-Lee published a proposal for a web of hypertext documents that could be viewed through a browser. Three decades later, the Internet has reshaped the fabric of communication, global access to information, get what's new now. This newsletter may contain at the World Wide Web Foundation has a full slate of festivities planned, beginning with a speaker lineup featuring Berners-Lee at the CERN Lab in Geneva, Switzerland, which kicked off early this morning, 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Lee is then jetting to London Science Museum for discussions on how the Internet has changed our lives and how to protect its future. Web Foundation co-founder Rosemary Leith will also lead an event at the Women's Technology Empowerment Center in Lagos, Nigeria, focused on female technology creators and solving social challenges. These events are part of a larger 30-hour social celebration of the web's history today and tomorrow, with each hour representing a different year of the Internet with tweets and posts from founders, inventors, and organizations around the world.
You can join in the celebrations by tweeting with the hashtags hashtag web30 and hashtag for the web. Hello? Hello? Hey, man. <clears throat> hey, man. How's it going? Yeah. Good. Did so, you record that for online? Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of times it was going out and you were like, internet and you know i mean obviously there were times where it went through but yeah there's um what do they call that internet distortion um audio coming through you know what is that called you know you know when phone calls drop out and then you hear like sparse words from the person they get all mashed up yeah that was our first like internet phone call um streaming from a Wi-Fi internet phone call. So, it should be interesting. I think it's like, uh, I think it's a wonderful expression piece. Isn't that, oh, really? Really? Sure. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, it could be like contemporary music is sometimes, like maybe grunge. You know, it's, it sounds, it sounds just like disconsonant or whatever. Yeah. But it's not. It's just, the more one listens to it, like the more normal it is. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and thankfully there was no error. So I was watching these people put like doing an installation with like a TV box or something, TV, and oh, playing really? something, and I mean, I could see, I could see just playing audio files in like a room. Oh. Internet for airports? <laughs> right on. <laughs> Make everyone go crazy. Probably. The cutting in and out. Is this an artifact of our time? Sure. Um, it's continuity and discontinuity, right? Mm. It's like having a fuzz pedal or something on your or distortion on the guitar. Internet distortion. Interesting. Distortion consciousness. Mm. What's funny is on some commercials. They actually try to mimic that by using software to glitch the audio, you know, and um, this was all real. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to pay for that, right? don't have to pay for that reality. Yeah. They use it as simulation, you know. It's all a simulation. Right, Chuck? Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so 
all maybe. a simulation. Pretty far out, dude. Oh, yeah? How so? Well, I I mean, I agree to some at some level. That's, um... It's far out, because it's not the... Maybe it's not the norm. Mm. You might not find people agreeing with it. Something like that. Well, any thoughts for the internet? No. So we have to tell you that the following conversation was recorded off the internet, so there are occasional audio distortions that are consistent with server failure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience. Long live the internet. Occasional. Man behind the machine. This is your old pal, Jack Nicholson. I would just like to personally thank you for giving me a brain adjustment with all of your special technology. <laughs> thank you for hooking me up to the right doozly doobles and jobbly jobbles, if you know what I mean. Uh, although I did have to uh, strap my brain skull into that contraption, I gotta say, I had... Uh, one of the greatest times of my life being hooked up to the interwebs. So thank you very much for uh, introducing me to the worldwide, uh, let's just say worldwide zeros and ones. Uh, let's just leave it at that. Uh, it, was a, it was an experience like none other. And uh, thank you very much for all of your technological wizardry and uh, your highly extensive knowledge about this simulated reality. Take care, buddy. Um, I think people witnessing how music is created through the interwebs, um, just like the printing press, is hope it's like kind of like open the Bible up to people. Um, some folks, right? Um, allows them allow them to see um, behind the curtain, so to speak, and um, try and mimic creation. Um, it's been like, uh, yeah, it's been a library, but a library of a lot more stuff than. Um, typically available at the library or a different set of information.